Jen Thiessen, and together we are your Ladies of Tits and Teeth podcast. We love to chat musical theatre, dance, circus, the arts, and life. Our vibe is all-inclusive, curious, and educational. We like to uplift everyone around us and encourage you to live your best life. So if that's you, then stick around, get those tits up, those teeth out, and enjoy the ride, you absolute bloody legend. Welcome back to Tits and Teeth with your hosts, Jen and myself, Kai. On the pod today, we have Sasha Dennis, a.k.a. Sasha Fierce, to talk about all things musicals reimagined. Sasha is an actor, director, and creator who is reimagining traditional musical theater by flipping the script and not apologizing for it. But first, it's time for... What you doing? This segment on the pod where we highlight artist-run small businesses. And this week we are spotlighting Greg Carruthers from Everybody On Stage. Everybody On Stage is a group of Canadian artists dismantling fat phobia one song, story, and jiggle at a time. Ooh, what an app. This is gonna be good. So let's get into it. Here is Greg Carruthers and Sasha Dennis. All right, we are here with the amazing Greg Carruthers from Everybody On Stage. Greg is a fabulous choreographer here in Toronto. He just did Pippin with the wonderful Sasha Dennis at Theatre Sheridan. He is a wonderful human being. Greg, hi. Oh my gosh, hi. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Hi, you are the most welcome. We are so thrilled to have you. Please tell the people who you are and what you do. Oh my gosh. Well, my name's Greg Carruthers. I'm a choreographer, as you said. Um, But what I'm doing these days is uh, I work for a company called Everybody On Stage. Uh, And what we do is we bring awareness to fat phobia in the arts and encourage body diversity on stage. The ultimate goal for us is to sort of lessen the long-term health effects on performers who may have been struggling with disordered eating or a lifetime of of body dysmorphia. Um, So we're a big old advocacy program. And what we do is we, uh, we create content, some of it very serious, some of it light and fun, dance. Videos, I love lots your of content. different stuff. Oh my god, stop! So <laughs> Thank you. It's cute. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I was like, more, yes, more. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> well, don't you worry, there's lots coming. <laughs> For our listeners, so that mm-hmm. you can pique their interest, what kind mm-hmm. of content are you creating with everybody on stage? So we have a, a monthly series called Why Are They Not Fat? Which essentially takes um a, a character in the musical theater canon and address directly why that specific character could be played by a fat actor. But what it ultimately does is sort of uh, look at the casting processes that kind of got us there. So uh, Mm -hmm. last week or last month, we did Eponine from Les Mis, which Mm -hmm. we got so much backlash about because people are like, they're starving. They're starving. They must be thin. I don't know what what the what the mystery is, but. Uh, fat people also experience hunger. So, <laughs> but uh, no, if we, uh, we, we put that one on TikTok and uh, there was a lot, the people had a lot to say, but um, so it's, it's fun. We're challenging people. We're, we're having a lot of fun doing it. We're working with a really amazing team of writers on that project and uh, our, our favorite comedian, Chelsea Jane Bray hosts that show. Um, and so we're, we're developing a podcast together as well. So uh, keep your ears open for that coming very soon. <laughs> 
Good. Oh, podcast yeah. on podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Inception. We love it. Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. Um, can mm-hmm. you tell the people why is it right. important for everybody on stage to exist? It, it's funny because fat phobia is a scary word for a lot of people. Um, but what it, it truly is, is the fear of, of fatness, which is so ingrained in the way we talk about health and active lifestyles. Um, and so we're trying to demystify a, a world where fatness and a healthy lifestyle can exist. So um, it, when you look at the way disordered eating is is sort of, when you look at the way disordered eating is displayed in the media, if you think of any of your favorite ballet movies, it's sort of a, a tool of the trade. Um, and it's not dealt with as the, the um, disease that it is. So disordered eating affects approximately a million Canadians. And that's just the ones who have a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it has the highest mortality rate of any mental illness with 10 to 15% mortality rate. So it's, it's a huge problem that's affecting millions and millions of people. And it's something that we just don't talk about because it is, it's, there's a lot of shame involved in it. There's a lot of discomfort. There's a lot of of internalized hatred for yourself that you sort of have to break down before you can even have the discussion about what it means to be fat in this industry or what it means to be fat in this industry in air quotes, because (laughs) everybody in this industry has talked to about their body in some capacity. And there's sort of the school of people who, you know, have been told to lose a couple pounds so they can fit into that costume so they can be cast. Or there's, you know, people on the larger end who have been told to lose half their body weight so that they can play a character who falls in love, you know, and and have that experience. Mm-hmm. When you look at the way kids are cast in in these sort of formative theatrical experiences, their high school production, their community theater production, fat kids are often cast as the aunt or the grandma or the funny sidekick. Mm-hmm. When you look at that that sort of style of casting, you're telling that 16 year old kid that they are the the kid who doesn't get to fall in love. They are they are being told at such an early age that they are not desirable, that they don't deserve love, and that has a massive impact on people. On that sort note, of, then, mm-hmm. that because absolutely. So, what do you want to see more of in the future? Yeah, so we're just looking for you know a little bit more diversity on stage. We're looking for, <laughs> we're, we're looking, I, I know, we're, we're looking for more, more fat representation. There's, you know, we've got Tracy Turnblad and we've got Shrek and those are our, those are our, our two wins, you know? And even, even when you look at Tracy, Link says the line, Tracy, I'm in love with you, no matter what you weigh. So it, it comes back to he's she's not truly deserving of this love because he's so hot there's no way this hot man could be in love with this bigger girl even though she's a firecracker and can dance her ass off and be the life of the party it it just comes back down to this base fact that she's bigger so we're looking for obviously new work to be created that would be really cool um but also just looking at the way we cast people uh, that that there are roles that i will never ever be able to go in for because of the way my body looks. And I just, it's, it's 2021. Aren't we done with that yet? Aren't we, aren't we getting there? <laughs> you know, yeah. why is this, why is this conversation happening now? You know, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, the work you're doing is so important. And mm-hmm. yes, exactly. It's like, why, 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 why is this it's so necessary? But it is so necessary. And we're so grateful for you to be here with us today. Greg Carruthers, how do people <laughs> find you? How do they support you? How do they get behind you? We love you. You go. <laughs> Absolutely. So you can find us on all social media at Everybody On Stage. Our website is www.everybodyonstage. And if 
you want to uh, throw us a few shekels, you can donate at everybodyonstage.com slash donate because we are a grassroots organization. We're just getting started. We have received some amazing grant opportunities, but we do need help with the day-to-day. So everybodyonstage.com slash donate, and uh, we'd love to see you. Is that where <laughs> is that where people can join as well? Or is that part of your collective that people can join? Absolutely. We're constantly looking for new talent to to share their own experience and get involved in some of the exciting projects we have coming up. So again, you can find that on our website, everybodyonstage.com. Love, 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 love. <laughs> hey, hey. hey. Oh, thank you so much for being here, Greg. So excited oh to see where everybody on stage goes <laughs> and uh, all of the things. But now we're going to throw it to... Uh, a woman who you know quite well, you worked on with Pippin with. Beautiful Sasha Dennis is coming up. Ooh, uh, thank you so much. Hi, Sasha. <laughs> People of the world, we are here with Sasha Dennis. Sasha, we are about to do some 60 seconds with the Godfather questions. Oh, God. Are you ready? I guess I will be. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. It's time for 60 seconds with a godfather. It's 60 seconds with a godfather. Not 20, not 30, not 40, not 50. It's 60 seconds with a godfather. <laughs> Three, two, one. Kyla. Finish the phrase. You are the original Sasha. Fierce. Yes. yes. Go to late night snack. Popcorn. What is Slide? Slide is an 11 piece funk band that I started in Montreal way back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your directorial inspiration? Oh, God. Um, ooh, ooh, uh, Come ooh. on. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of anything. <laughs> okay, we'll ask uh, you after. Okay. Uh, can you can you roller skate? kind of I used to I mean I stopped for a while but if you taught me again I'd pick it up it's like a bike yeah serve ice cream classic scoop or dip cone oh dip cone easy easy what are you what are you currently jamming to oh boy what am I currently jamming to uh Lizzo yeah 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 we love Lizzo we love Lizzo (laughs) is that 60 seconds Kai yes just now 101 right there oh I'm sweating I'm sweating I'm sweating that was great I really enjoyed the struggle all the way through struggling (laughs) struggle (laughs) can you tell us about the 11 piece funk band what's going on Right. You know, it's funny because I was just talking to my husband the other day. We were talking about like, we were just reminiscing. We've been together. My husband and I have been together for 20 years, married for seven. And uh, we, and for the first seven years was long distance. And so I was, I was reminiscing and reminding him, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm actually like, I was giving myself kudos. Um, I was like, I'm, I'm like really proud of myself because way back in the day, I went to see a show and I was so inspired by the music was a funk band that was playing. And I was so inspired by the music that after that, I was like, couldn't wait for the, the, concert to be over. I called my sister right away. I remember I was at a payphone. I called my sister late at night and I was like, I want to start a band. And she was like, you want to what? I was like, I need, I want to start a band, a funk band. Um, I wanted to have horns. I want to have a horn section. I wanted to like, let's do the whole thing. And I want you to manage it. And she was like, okay. And so <laughs> we just started a band. Um, and it turned up, it was supposed to be like about, I think maybe like eight 
eight people with like a horn section and everything, but it turned out to be like, we just added more instruments and it turned out to be 11 piece funk band. Anyways, um, the drummer of this, uh, of our band slide, um, he actually hooked me up with a job interview with his friend who was working at a, um, e-fundraising was a, was a company. And, uh, yeah. And I, uh, went for the interview and I got the job. This was four months before I started Sheridan college. And I met really? my husband there. I met him at e fundraising we we and like as right off the bat we were like instantly connected we dated for four months I said hey bro I'm going to I'm going to share it I'm going to Oakville so I don't know if you want to continue this and we continue it for seven years we had a long distance relationship and then we've been together ever since and I was patting myself on the back because I was like if I didn't start that band Nick if I didn't start it we would have never met I just follow you your know. dreams folks follow. You might just meet your husband follow the dream girl gotta follow it so that's that's what happened. <laughs> what an excellent start. I'm so happy. That was fantastic. What a great story. Okay. So we always start um, our interviews. We need to know what is your favorite musical and your oh dream boy. show to direct. Oh God. You know, this is really hard. It's hard because like I have a, like a lot of love for different types of musicals. It could be like We Will Rock You to like Aida. Do you know what I mean? Like across the border, it just like what really resonates. I will say the show that really resonated with me when I saw it was definitely um, well, there's two shows. There was The Color Purple, um, the oh, first fun. time with LaShawn's. Uh, and I was just like. I was never have I seen so much color on the stage, so many black folks performing on the Broadway stage. I was just like in tears. And I just remember that feeling of like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Um, and then the second one was Hamilton. You know, at, the, at first I was like, oh, whatever. What's this Hamilton? Everyone was talking about this Hamilton. Everyone was hyping it up. I was like, OK, well, let me check out this Hamilton. And so I did standing room. The whole show, three hours, I stood with my best friend and Lin-Manuel was in it, like the whole the original crew was in it. And I was inspired. I came back to Canada and I was like, if y'all don't start making changes to this industry, I am going to do it my damn self. Like I was what? literally on fire. I couldn't believe it. So I would say those two really resonated with me. And um, a show that I want to direct. Mm hmm. Oh, man. Well, you know, again, lots. There's lots. You know, I feel very passionate about reimagining uh, musicals, just taking stories we've seen so many times and kind of putting a new lens on it. So uh, I just I just recently finished directing uh, Pippin and mm -hmm. I did a whole kind of reimagining with that. So that was really I fun. I cannot wait to ask. Oh, we'll talk about it. Oh, bless your heart. Um, So, yeah, I mean, there's there's lots there's there's lots. I cannot even pick one because there's just so many. There's so many on the list that I need to do and there's not like so really like I can't maybe you know what come to me at the end of this and <laughs> hopefully by all of this chit chat about the th about theater and just like me getting inspired I might be like this is the one I need to direct right now so yeah maybe uh, come let's circle back Let's circle back. Ooh, <laughs> I am here for this energy. Get it ready. She's getting ready. I, She's getting ready. So jazzed. We're so jazzed. <laughs> I am just with you. Trust me. Trust <laughs> and believe. Woo! Ready to go. All right. Well then, but we will get all into the reimagining. I'm so sure. excited to hear about it from yeah, you. But sure. first, yeah. but first we want to talk about Come From Away because yes. that show, the family that comes with that show, the privilege mm -hmm. of that story, yeah. how excited will you be to get back at it? 
<laughs> um, you know what? It's interesting because I've been thinking about it a lot. And I, and as much as I really do love the show, I think it's so it's, it's brilliantly directed and just like the message. And I'm just so proud being a Canadian doing this Canadian piece mm-hmm. is just like, gives me life every time. And, you know, before the lockdown, we were hidden, get ready for it, girls, 850 performances. So mama was getting a little like, Oh God, who is 850. Okay. All right. Let's do this. Woo! You know what I mean? Like I have to like, keep like, you know, um, so I'm excited to go back. I'm kind of, I'm kind of nervous and anxious. I have like all those, like a little bit of anxiety, you know, when you're just like on a break, you're on vacation for vacation. I say that loosely, but you've been on a break for so long. You just like have this anxiety coming, returning to like what, what the norm was and that grind. It was the grind for me. That was really like, Oh boy. Okay. All right, let's go. 852. You know what I mean? So it's just like, it's, it's a little bit of, a little bit of everything mixed into mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's, it, it is a wild time, isn't it? For all yeah. of those feelings, all of that emotion we've been waiting. It's the, is it the anticipation? Like, I don't know. Can you put it into well, words? I think mm-hmm. we've gotten, we've gotten comfortable. We've gotten comfortable in this yes. like, like That's home exactly state, it. That's it. you know, That's and it we have to open ourselves back up again, which yeah. is scary. Absolutely. I feel like, I feel like too, it's like during this time, there's been a lot of awakening, a lot of a self-searching, soul-searching mm-hmm. that is just like, I have to really examine the things that I do moving forward. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And doing the things that are really, that really speak to me as an artist and where I'm at in my life currently. So, and although like Come From Way is um, an amazing community, it, mm-hmm. it does, it does, it has, it checks all the boxes. Mm-hmm. I just have to figure out if I can still be that artist that I have been sending out to be and, and, and still like work. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's how it's not leaving our values at the door when we go to work. That's right. It's- so yeah, it, it, yeah, that's this is a great conversation. Absolutely. Oh my gosh! Right, yeah. right. But the thing is too is that like even going back to come from away, like that is a great conversation in terms of like community and like mm. like and kindness. Like that's so important and it still yeah. is important for me right now. It's it is it is kindness absolutely. But right now it's about being an activist. It's about speaking out. It's about equitable change. It's about lots of things that come from away cannot give me a right now. It's gonna mm-hmm. give me. It's gonna fulfill the kindness and compassion part of it. But like, what's going to fill that void of like my, my activism is really, really what I have to figure out. Do you yeah. want to speak on, is there anything that you want to speak on just while you have the floor in, in terms of activism or anything that you want to push forward while you have this moment? You know, I've, I have been in this industry for a while and I've always played by, by the rules. I've always been, I've always been on time. I've always been dedicated and like committed and like, you can always rely on me in a show, you know, and uh, you know, just mind my P's and Q's. But at this point, I'm at a point where I don't want to be afraid anymore to speak up and speak out. Uh, I don't want to be afraid of, of what my actual, like what my ideas and thoughts will, will, will bring me. And I feel like, you know, as much as Canada is fantastic in terms of like just the Canadian scene, the Canadian theater scene is, is so rich. However, there's still a lot of work to be done. We all know this, right? And I feel like there's still some catching up to do. We're in 2021. Y'all hear me? 2021. And there's still, there's still changes to be done, which is what, frankly, to me, when I'm, when I'm think, I think about that, I'm just like, that's kind of, that's kind of, that's kind of sad. You know, I, I see Canada as like so diverse, 
you know, mm-hmm. Toronto, one of the diverse cities in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, yet when it comes to shows and when it comes to expectation of shows that, you know, we have to wait. Why are we waiting for the Hamiltons to come on in? Why are we waiting for all of these? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, why can't yeah. we just, why can't we just make that happen? Why can't we just make that happen again? Like it is more complicated than it is. And I know that, but yeah, that's, uh, that's where I'm at right now. And the thing is like, don't get me wrong. I feel like there's been a lot of new birth, new growth, new uh, plays and shows and uh, new artists and creators in the last decade, even um, that I've seen come up, you know what I mean? Uh, and shows that that speak to different topics that are extremely important uh, in terms of having this conversation of everything, race and, and uh, equity and the LGBTQ community, everything. However, these shows only last for what, maybe like a week? Yeah. Like, and yeah. then it's gone. And then you're like, well, well what, what you, you as, as soon as you hear, hear about it, it's gone. So yeah. it's about sustain, sustainability for me. And just kind of really like, how can we find ways of just like really continuing, like just keep it going. You know what I mean? That's, that's really what it is for me. Like backing those shows and workshopping them more. 100%. Them more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Getting more seen. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Well then let's go into musicals reimagined. Can you tell us why is it important to take well-known musicals out of their traditional theater norms and put them under a new lens, AKA flip the script, flip the script. (laughs) Um, It's important because it is the time. The time is now, you know, I am so I, sorry, no offense to anyone who's done Oklahoma or Little Mermaid. Um, but you're over it. You're but over I'm it. over <laughs> it. Let's be real. I'm over it. Sorry, folks. I'm over it. Yeah. I, I just, in the sense that like, I don't want to be able to read someone's season and and be like, oh, okay, they're doing that show. And then to like, imagine how it will be cast and then actually being correct in how it was casted. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I had like, I'm sorry. That's it. I'm, I, I have to, um, we have to want to see things differently because things are changing. You know, I mean, I'm not, not only is it about re- reimagining theaters about, you know, uh, elevating stories that are not often told in adaptations and in, in just new creations really is really what I'm after and really what I seek and what I, and I, what I, what I try to find and what I try to hold on to and kind of bring to light. Um, cause yeah, I'm, I'm so I'm over it. I'm over it. It, it goes beyond reimagining it. I, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, it really comes down to like, how can you really, how can you tell a different story with this, with this existing story yeah. and not just, and, and like, I mean, let's go f- past like even gender bending. Let's even go past that. Let's even find like a reason why this would be different and using this, this like format as, as a way to get in. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm trying to think back to like shows that I've seen that have like, you know, if some, if, if a director wanted to change it by being all like daring and d- dare they put a, a black person in, in a leading role, holy moly, that's, that's yeah. just radical. That's radical. Yeah. Let's let, you know what I mean? Like for me, that's just like, okay, great. Awesome. Yeah. Check. But, um, that shouldn't be this this you well, know yeah that's this, what yeah this is this, this, it should be the bare minimum the bare minimum yeah. is that yes we want we're looking for talent obviously talent but it has to be talent across the board let's include everybody who is talented and who can try to who can fulfill this role do you know what i mean yeah. um let's not stick to our original stories or the original stories that we know of we, we, we we're in a position we're artists like why don't we push mm-hmm. let's push our artistry for a second and say what if this happened you know what i mean what what 
just let's, let's, let's think about it for a minute. You know what I mean? I don't know. I just, um, no, I yeah. love, I love that. <laughs> I love push artistry. Like we're artists. Aren't we supposed to be pushing the boxes and pushing the Absolutely. boundaries? And Absolutely. That's, that's our job. Like our job. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's so it. we've been stuck. Well, it's interesting that you, so, um, you mentioned gender been before and, um, of course people that you would have worked with on come from away, obviously you would have have worked with Ricky Hines and he's involved in company on, um, on Broadway. Right. He mm-hmm. had said something to me like, oh, it almost makes more sense. Um, you know, Bobby's 34. And so a woman turning 34 is so much more, mm-hmm. there's so much more pressure on a woman. Thir- Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah. it makes more sense Absolutely. almost, you know, Absolutely. to flip that script and, and bring that forward. So yeah, I mean, uh, for sure. And you know what, kudos to, to, um, you know, folks that come from away actually, you know, because they, so when we first started rehearsals and we started to do research on just like not like more research into like the folks in, in Newfoundland who, who took care of uh, the uh, folks who came from from away, you know, all of these stories, all of these people that we portray, like they are all white. I play a, like originally my, my character, Hannah, she's a, she's an older white lady from Brooklyn. Do you know what I mean? So the fact that they were like, you know what, let's put let's really let's diversify this cast a little bit because we can. It just. I, I find that's just so I, I I just love that. I think it's fantastic. And and just it just reminded me of like, you know, even like shows like Hamilton, where it's just like across the board, like, yeah, we're just blowing this. We're just breaking the ceiling right now. You know what I mean? What if everybody was just like multicultural? Like, let's yeah. just let's let's play that for a second. And so it just really gives me hope. And I'm really, you know, I, I love I love that. <laughs> well, we love to hear it. It's so important. Visibility matters so much. We're just so grateful that you're here with us and speaking on all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I I have to know all about I'm obsessed. Pippin is my favorite show. Is you- it really? It is my favorite show and you have done a big reimagining of it at Theater Sheridan. Tell me everything. (laughs) What did you reimagine? What I couldn't get to see it. Tell me the things. What did you do? I want to know it all. I'm excited. Oh my goodness. I love, I love hearing folks who love Pippin because I'm, I'm in that boat as well. Like I love Pippin. So when I was asked to direct it, I was like, Yes. Yes, I will. <laughs> um, I knew I wanted to do something different with it. So I took I took a minute to like look at the script and really um, go back in time to the time that I did it and just be like, OK, what are the things that I want to see again? And what are the things that I didn't see before? We, we know from the revival, the leading player is has been gender bended to a female a leading player. And so in college, I split the role with two other people. It was three leading players. But it like, you know, I was a female playing a leading player. And I was and I thought at the time that was back in like the early 2000s. I was just like, yes, this is this is it. This is fantastic. I want to keep that. So um, I kept my leading player female. Um, and when I looked at the script, I, there was a line that really popped out, really jumped out at me. And it's um, and for those who don't know Pippin, I'm going to spoil it right now. So you can just probably skip ahead a couple uh, a couple of minutes here. Um, but um, there's a line uh, that the lean player says at the end, why we're right inside your heads. And so I looked at that and I was like, uh-huh. Oh, okay. I see you. So I'm just like, well, what if this whole damn show was in his, his brain? What if the show was in his mind the entire time? What if these players were brain chemicals what if leading player was dopamine what if what if what if you know what I mean so I just really went down that route of really uh, exploring the journey of Pippin's mental health and that is what we did and I and I it was just an interesting like you know theory to just really explore 
and just I had a lot of fun with it. You know, it was it was great. The the entire cast and crew were on board. I had a fantastic crew. Um, Greg Carruthers, who did choreography. Yes. Bo Dixon, Dixon, who did uh, musical direction. I had a a fantastic um, assistant director, Lindsay. Um, And just like and just like sets like Holly, Jared. Oh, my goodness. Like I can name I can go through the whole. uh, Anyways, we don't have time. I can go through every single person. But yeah, they were just so on board, you know, and I honestly I just really ran with it. I really ran with that that concept. Thank you for for giving us a little insight on that. Mm-hmm. We, <laughs> Love it. We now want to hear about uh, Porchside songs. Yeah. Oh boy, yeah. Porchside. Yeah, switch. So you are you performing in Porchside songs? I or are you am. producing? Okay, good. I'm okay, great. <laughs> but I that, I was just yeah. Well, I didn't know if you're producing oh, or no, what no. But love. Well, yeah, sure. I could sure love to produce one day. <laughs> um. <laughs> Can we say Portside songs presented by Musical Stage Co? Just so that is correct. Is yes. That's right. A little plug we're in there. We're all in the know. Uh, there. We're all in the know. Listen, real talk, because um, I keep it real. Uh, musical say like li- literally, this is like my debut performance with Musical Stage Company. Like I've worked for them as a um, assistant dire- assistant to the director like many years ago for um, with Onegin, um, when that came out. But um, first time performing with Musical Stage, and I was just yeah. like. Well, it's about time, musical stage. <laughs> what the? I was kidding. No, we were like just like seeing each other from afar, and I was just kind of like, I don't know. The time it was never right. I and guess. giving eyes across the room, but like we weren't eyes. coming. Like, we weren't coming around. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, they fi- they finally called me, and uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, and yeah, it was it was great. Like, what's great about it, and the reason why I was just like uh, on board was like they're like, you know, here's here's an opportunity for you to sing and do whatever you want to do. And there's no rhyme or reason. And you're the boss. And I was like, okay, <laughs> sure. No problem. Um, you know, it was great. I feel like it's, I miss that community. I miss live performance. So it was, and also not singing for a year and a half. I needed to get back into the swing of things. Should, you know, sure. Mervis give me a call, but like, um, yeah. So yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was cool. It was cool to, to get the call and be like, hey, hey, we see you. Let's work together. I'm like, well, OK, Mitchell, let's go. <laughs> what kind of songs have you chosen so far, if any? Are you there yet? So, so I'm working with David Atkinson, who is a genius at the piano, and he's accompanying me. And uh, we've called the show Just My Reimagination. Go figure. It's uh, just kind of, you know, it's the brand, I guess. Kids, <laughs> I guess it's the brand that I'm doing, right? So uh, <laughs> So we're doing, um, yeah, we're doing a reimagining of, of all, all of these popular songs, songs like Toxic, songs like Walking on Sunshine and Sweet Child of Mine and um, Umbop. And, the, you know, yes. just like just all these like some. Yeah. Yeah. I, all the songs that I really love and appreciate just kind of giving a little bit of a blues or jazz or, a, you know, funk spin to it. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'm really excited to start it. You're giving the people what they want. They want <laughs> those. They want Portside songs and they want Mbop. So they want, the- <laughs> <laughs> they want the Mbop. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> that is some exciting stuff. Okay. Cool. Okay. We also wanted to hear a little bit about uh, Get Get Semity. Yes, Gethsemane, yes. So somebody says you're doing a little reimagining of that. Yes. I need to know about your reimagining right. of this song. Tell me yes. everything. Yes. Okay, so it all started um, actually uh, last, 
it's it's kind of been in my brain for uh, for a while. But last year, I called upon my friends and colleagues to um, do uh, song selections from JCS, except with a twist. Um, doing it through, through, uh, through the lens of a Black Panther, the true story of Fred Hampton. Wow. So for those who don't know Fred Hampton, I'll just give you a quick little Thank you. Uh, summary. Um, so Fred Hampton, he was a chairman of the Black Panther Party in uh, 19, from 1966 to 1969 in Chicago. And uh, he was a revolutionary. He, you know, he's 21. He was, he was breaking all the barriers and just really uh, helping the community. The FBI raided his, uh, his apartment and shot 99 times, killing him and another Panther. This was in um, December of 1969. Um, but they got information from uh, William O'Neill, who is a young black man who just got into some trouble. He got into some, some trouble with the law and they're like, okay, well, we'll pardon you if you can be an informant for us. So William O'Neill became an informant for the FBI and kept tabs on Fred Hampton. Um, and uh, yeah, ultimately led, led to his demise. So when you look at this, when you look at his story, it really is very parallel with Jesus Christ. And so um, when I started working on it, um, I then turned like for some reason I was reading an article and a movie was coming out. It was called Judas and the Black Messiah, which is basically the same story. And I was just like, well, hold it. Well, well, hot damn. Look at that. (laughs) Look at that. Isn't that fantastic? So um, I haven't seen it yet. I just I reserved I reserved the right mm-hmm. to see it because I wanted to finish the Gethsemane yeah. um, uh, video. So anyhow, this story is very much like the story of Christ. And I, I thought of just reimagining JCS. But further than that, I applied for a grant um, to take one of the songs, Gethsemane, and make a music video and uh, do it through this through this lens, through this new lens. And I was approved. I was granted the, the this grant, granted the grant. Hey. And um, yeah, and so now I'm going to go into production uh, next month um, wow. and uh, directing it. And uh, yeah, it's, it's very small. It's just, you know, this, the, the song is sending me with with Jesus, Fred Hampton. Um, but I am looking, I'm currently auditioning for the narrator role, which is a person who can rap um, and yeah, give us information on Fred Hampton, basically. So that's, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, incredible. <laughs> and then like, oh. is the long-term plan, like, are we, are we making a whole musical? So the long-term plan is, yeah, is to basically uh, write a new musical, adapt, yes. adapting J- J- JCS. Yeah. Yeah. I'm currently writing one with a friend and it's, it's a lot of work. Uh, how do so... we help you? How do we get behind you? What <laughs> yeah. do we... I'm like here you, for this. What I appreciate it. I be... Honestly, <laughs> like w- once once it's ready to to be uh, shown to everyone, it's just a matter of just ha- having everybody like it and passing passing it on and just being like, hey, check this out. Do you know what I mean? Like that's really well, we can that... do that. We can oh, I, pre- I appreciate that. that. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I have to ask if if. If this pandemic hadn't have happened, would you have had time to come up with these brilliant ideas and, and thoughts and and take action on these brilliant ideas out of interest? Um, that, that's a fantastic question, actually. Um, so during um, Come From Away, I was working on um, actually another um, musical, another musical that I'm writing with a friend. And uh, yeah, I know. I don't sleep. I, that's, that is the answer. I do not yeah. sleep. Okay. I do not sleep. I have a four-year-old daughter and it's just, it's just const- constant things going wow. on. I just like to stay busy. I, what can I say? I like to, I like, my brain likes to move quickly and fast and I like to just keep working for some it's reason. It's incredible. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I was working on this other, um, musical um, and that was going alongside a come from away. So 
you know, what I have for JCS, pro, it would probably take longer to get to this point, to be quite honest with you. And I feel like the the impetus to ch- to wanted to uh, really dive into it um, was really just the changes in the world and right and and me being like, okay, well, now that the world is awake, um, let let's um, let me let me let me get to work now. You know, I have some work to do. So yeah. Wow. Incredible. I'm so glad. Like when I, if I'm in Toronto, I'll come over and babysit your daughter so that you can do those things. Listen, yes. <laughs> like what you're talking about is so important. It's so awesome. And I'm so glad that our listeners are able to hear you and, and perhaps get inspired and I all of the good that. things. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being with us, Sasha Dennis. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I, it's just, it's really great to, to talk with other folks. And you know, my, my husband, I've talked my husband's ear off, so that's done. Um, so anyone who's willing to chat with me about theaters anytime, the pleasure is mine. <laughs> okay. Oh and gracious. then our final question that we are asking. Everybody. Final question. We're here yes, already. Good Lord. <laughs> that we are asking everybody this season is what is your biggest positive pandemic takeaway? What has been the biggest positive in your the life? Biggest due to this positive. Pandemic? The biggest positive. That's a very good question. Huh. And a lot of people <laughs> do that. They go, hmm. Okay. Um, the pandemic has been, you know, very uh, tra- tragic and, and, and awful. And, you know, as artists, it's been really, again, like, crippling is the word I keep keeps coming to mind um but for me I feel like I managed to um pivot in a way I didn't know I I knew how you know and it similarly in come from away you know that idea of like 7,000 passengers that stranded in, in Newfoundland you know the new the, those those Newfoundlanders they just got to it like they didn't even think twice they got to it they made it work they made it work with 7,000 people. They didn't know how they want to do it, but they just made it work. And so the fact that like the fact that we're in this crazy time, it's allowing me to like the positive is allowing me to make it work, taking this time, seeing the silver lining and just get to work and do Love it that. and know that and know that like all the pivots and, you know, just t- just take it with grace and um yeah, that's 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 really what I feel like um, is a real positive for me is just kind of seeing what I can I can get done in this time. Oh, I love it so much. So that is the incredible Sasha Dennis, who is just seeing what she can get done today. Oh my God. I can get done. (laughs) We started out, you know, with the funk band. She told us to follow your dreams. You might just meet a man on the way, on the way. Just (laughs) money. She uh, encouraged us to push our artistry, pushing the boundaries of the industry is so important. And this woman is so inspiring. Now that our world is awake, it is time to get to work. We as a society can do better. And remember to bring yourself to the roles, folks. Get to work. Take those pivots with grace and see what you can get done. Ladies and gents, that is Sasha Dennis. What? You just summarized all that? That is crazy. (laughs) That's amazing. You you are incredible. Oh, my gosh. That was so these That's are awesome. like just thank, like this is the conversation that we want to yeah. have. This is why we're here. This is so good. That. Yes. Are you ready? <laughs> yes. 
A five, six, seven, eight. Bitches are lit. Titties out. Turkey's done. Oh, yeah. Sasha's Dennis, everybody. She's ready. <laughs> Turkey is done. She cooked. She's cooked. Oh, my goodness. That was the absolutely incredible and inspiring Sasha Dennis everyone if that doesn't bloody motivate you today I don't know what will what a legend she's on insta at Sasha Fierce and her website is sashadennis.com we also heard from the beauty Greg Carruthers from everybody on stage in our what you do in small business feature today they're on insta at everybody on stage and the website is everybodyonstage.com their tagline is dismantling fat phobia one song one story and one jiggle at a time. Make sure you get behind these movers and shakers in the business and you know where to find us legends. We're on Insta at Tits and Teeth Podcast. We're on Twitter at Teeth Tits and our website is titsandteethpodcast.com. We were jazzed with this lineup today. We hope you guys were too and whatever you're facing out there today, legends, remember to keep those tits up, those teeth out because you got this, we got you and we bloody love you. 